In episode 70, you'll learn about 13 artificial intelligence tools that I either use or will be using soon and that you should also know. This is part four of four of our All About Remote Work and AI series. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out the remote work options. I believe the remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. Hello, my friend. Today, I have the final episode in our four-part series all about what you need to know about remote work and artificial intelligence. In episodes 67, 68, and 69, I set the stage for why these topics are so important right now and what you can do to upskill and stay relevant in a modern digital workforce. It's a lot of words to say on a podcast in one sentence, I should add. Now, today we will finish things off with a list of tools. And talking about a list of tools can be overwhelming. I, I completely understand, and I'll try to put this in a way to make it more easy for you to absorb. But before we get into it, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by my brand new AI program called the AI Skillet. And it is now open. And it's open until, I want to say October 2nd is probably when the doors will close. Now, this is an AI skills lab and a small group experience to learn and apply AI tools and learn AI skills. In that cohort, you will learn many of the tools that I'm going to talk about today. And together, we will explore the core AI tools in a lab-like experience and use them to produce cool stuff like eBooks, presentation decks, workshops, and more. You will get practical, real-world AI skills that you can put on your resume, LinkedIn, or even create a service that you can sell. So click the link in the show notes to join. Now, if you're catching this episode after the program closes, you will be redirected to a waitlist where you can sign up for the next one. Okay, so let's get into it. To start, I want to say that I had a hard time narrowing down this list because there are literally thousands of AI tools. And not only are there thousands of AI tools and more coming out every day, but artificial intelligence already exists in the tools we're using. For example, do you have Alexa? A Roomba, which is a robot vacuum cleaner. Do you drive a Tesla? Do you use the internet? So AI was already in a lot of these things and more, but they're getting upgraded daily. So a lot of the tools that I use or have been using in my business for years are suddenly coming out with new AI features. And that's important because even though I already knew how to use these tools, The fact that there are new features being released every day means that I'm on a constant learning curve. And as much as I try to fight learning new things these days, I just can't get away from it. I have to have the open-mindedness to say, well, look, if I want to run a business, if I want to work, if I want to work remotely, if I want to do things digitally, I don't really have a choice. So I have worked on trying to be more open-minded about these tools. And I guess I'm happy to say that it's working. I'm kind of starting to get on board with this stuff. So I hope that this is an inspiration to you if you're feeling a little bit resistant to all of these things. Now, what I decided to do instead of just giving you a big list of random tools 
is talk about the tools that I use, because I think that will be helpful if I'm able to share with you what I actually use these tools for. But I want to include tools that I don't use as well, because some of these tools are really, really important, and I will start using them soon. So the list is a combination of the two things. And you don't need to learn all of these tools at once, but it's a good idea to start adopting at least some of them over, you know, the course of a few weeks or a few months, just so you have enough experience to use them, talk about them, and definitely be able to put them on your resume, LinkedIn, et cetera, when that's necessary. So I tried to organize these tools into categories. Let me tell you the categories first, and then we'll go one by one. The first category I call general and writing AI tools. Category two, graphics and art. Category three will be content, including audio and video production. Category four will be project management tools. Category five is social media. And I have a bonus tool that I guess it it could fit in all of these categories now that I think about it. So we'll get into that at the end. So let's talk about the general AI and writing tools. Again, this is so hard to boil down into the top tools, but I want to give you the big ones. So the big one I'm sure you've heard about is ChatGPT. And I talk a lot in the last episode about what it is and and how it's owned by OpenAI and what that means. So go back and listen to that if you missed it. But basically what it is, is it's a tool that is used for natural language understanding. You can literally have a conversation with this tool. And because of that, it makes it really powerful for a wide range of applications. This is what a lot of chatbots are built on. So when you're you're having a conversation with a chatbot, say on a website with customer service, um, sometimes that's super frustrating. I get it. But that could be ChatGPT or OpenAI. Now, the other day, I had a really interesting breakthrough with ChatGPT because I use it for all kinds of random things. I make meal planning lists with it. I use it for general search like I used to use Google, but don't as much anymore. Sorry, Google. But yesterday, I was really struggling with a technology integration. I was trying to integrate a landing page from my email marketing tool into my website. And I haven't done this in years. I just couldn't remember. And I was Googling and I was like trying to figure this out. And finally, I went to ChatGPT and I gave it a prompt and I asked it to give me the steps to do it. And it did. And I got it done in five minutes. That's why I think something like this is so powerful because it is such a time saver and it reduces all that mental energy that it takes to remember how to do things. And, you know, as I age, I got to be honest with you, that gets harder and harder. So that's one example of what ChatGPT can do, but it can do all kinds of things. The next tool that I haven't used, but I hear is very popular, is called Copy AI. And very similarly to ChatGPT, you can use it for written content, such as blog posts, product descriptions, marketing copy, and all kinds of things. So as a business owner, this is probably a tool that I should look at, but I've been able to use ChatGPT for most things. And the bonus tool, which I'm going to talk about at the end of the episode, I'm using quite a bit for various types of content that I could create. Grammarly is the third tool that fits in this category, and Grammarly has been around for a very long time. It's not a new AI tool, but it is adding new AI features, as I mentioned, just like all the other tools are. 
And what Grammarly does is as you write, it's checking for grammar, spelling, punctuation, errors. It gives you suggestions to improve your writing style. It just, again, it takes kind of that cognitive load away and you can outsource all that nitty gritty work to the tool. And it helps you just produce better work. You can use it for emails. You can use it for presentations. You can use it to write letters. You could probably use it for resumes, but I haven't quite used it for that yet. I use other tools for resumes. So take a look at that. Most of these tools that I'm mentioning today are free or have a free limited time where you can try them out. And Grammarly is just an all-around great tool. Now let's get into the graphics and art category. So my first tool is called Canva. So this is number four on our list in total, but the first one on our graphic and arts list. Now, Canva is a tool that's been around for a very long time. I think it's been around for about a decade at this point. Very, very popular tool with business owners, with graphic artists, people in the creative arts. And Canva, it's even tough to put it only in a graphic and arts category because it can do so many things. It's one of my big tools that I use in the business along with ChatGPT. And it can give you templates, it can give you graphics, you can use it for social media, you can use it to write things, create presentations. In fact, a couple of months ago, I did a special training inside of Remote Work School where I talked about how to use the AI features in Canva to create practically instant presentations. So do you remember the days of PowerPoint where, well, Maybe you're still using PowerPoint. I don't know. I haven't used it in a really long time, honestly, because I use Google Slides or I use Canva. But remember when you had to like sit there and write your own stuff and find your own graphics and it was just a lot of intense mental work? Well, with Canva, you can give it a few prompts, just like ChatGPT, and it magically creates the presentation for you, including graphics if you want. In fact, I think it's called magic presentations. They have a lot of things in there called magic something. So, I mean, maybe I sound overly excited about this, but I do want to temper all of this with telling you that I'm not saying you should use these tools to replace your creative work. I don't. But the tools can help speed up your creative work. They can be like a second brain to you. And using these tools can unlock a lot of creativity for a lot of people that feel really stuck, like they've got the ideas in their head, but they can't get them out of their head because it feels hard. Well, these tools make it much easier. Sure, you've got a little bit of a learning curve here and there, but um, with Canva, not much, quite frankly. So check Canva out. They've got um, also a free level as well. The next two tools, one of them I've used barely, and the other one I haven't, but I really need to use these tools. So number five on the list is called MidJourney. Midjourney is kind of a mind-blowing tool where you can create images, original images, original art by using different prompts. So for example, you can tell it to imagine something. And I don't know, pick something. Imagine a bear in a tree eating a pot of honey that just came to me with bees swirling around it. Let's say you give it that kind of prompt. It's going to give you back a set of four images to start with, just kind of like base images. Some are going to be okay. Some are going to be crap. I mean, maybe one's going to be reasonable. And then you can tell it to start changing it, adding to it, 
it's almost like having the ability to draw or paint or create, but instead of using your hands, you're using your brain and then you're using this tool. So mid-journey is what a lot of folks are using to create some of the most amazing images that you're seeing uh, floating around. I don't know, maybe maybe you don't even know that you're seeing them, but some of these images look very surreal. I've seen really beautiful looking, colorful dragons and unicorns and just really fantastic images. So I should also mention there's a bit of controversy around these tools. I think that some artists are rightfully concerned about these tools taking their jobs. But then, like all things, there are other artists who are excited about it, right? And they're like, ooh, a cool new tool I can use in my tool belt. So I'm not here, again, to debate the merits of these tools. I think I say that in every episode. I'm just telling you what is. I mean, this is just, these are the facts. This is what exists today, and you can adopt them or not adopt them. Now, the next tool, which is similar, I have not used this tool, is called Dolly or Dolly. People say it that way. And this also generates images from text. So you can, you know, use a couple of prompts and create original images, or you can even use existing images and enhance those images or create variations of those images. And so both Midjourney and Dolly are tools that are on my list to definitely learn. And we will absolutely use at least one or both of those inside of my new program, the AI Skillet. So if you're interested in that, check out the link in the show notes to join. And I should mention, we'll definitely be using ChatGPT in that program. We're definitely going to be using Canva because again, it's a big tool. And because I've used Midjourney already, we'll most likely use Midjourney, but I don't know, maybe we'll throw Dolly in there too. All right, let's get into the content tools. This is the third category content, including video and audio tools. And this is number seven. It's called Loom, L-O-O-M. I love Loom. Loom has been around for a long time, but they've added new AI tools and or features, I should say. What Loom does is, let's say I have someone who's asking me a question about their resume or LinkedIn or whatever. It doesn't even matter. I can quickly hit the Loom button from my browser and it's going to instantly record my screen. So I can just have a conversation with this person. Maybe it's a couple of minutes. It could be longer. And then when I'm done, it creates an immediate video. And then I can send the person the link to that video. So that's been around for a long time. And I absolutely love that I can quickly provide value to people with Loom. But what they've started adding are things like instant chapters from your video. So you record your video and then Loom immediately creates these chapters. It also creates a transcript of your video immediately. So you can grab the transcript and send it to a person if they prefer to read notes, or you could turn that transcript into blog posts or social media or original content. I mean, just so many things you can do with this stuff. It's hard for me to even articulate what all the possibilities are. You do have to bring a little imagination, but there's a lot that's possible. So we may play with Loom inside of the AI skillet. We'll see if there's a use case for it. Okay, the next tool, which is a big tool, and we'll definitely be playing with this one, is called Descript or Descript. That's how people say it. And that's D-E-S-C-R-I-P-T, Descript. So what Descript does is it immediately records audio, video, and transcription all in one place. In fact, I'm using it right now to record this podcast. 
And this is a tool that I kind of resisted for a while because it felt a little clunky in the beginning and hard to use. So it wasn't the easiest for me to adopt. But once I got over the learning curve, oh my gosh, this tool has so many cool features and it replaces like three tools because I used to do a video in one place and audio and then I would write notes manually. I don't write notes manually anymore. I don't need to with tools like Descript. So you can use it for so many different things. And I feel like I'm at the very beginning stages of learning Descript and I'm just getting better at it because again, I think it's a big tool. So some of the big tools I've listed that I'm using right now so far, ChatGPT, Canva, Descript. Those are some tools that I would definitely say add to your list. So the next tool I would say you don't need to add it to your list unless you're really heavy into social media. And that's a tool called Video, V-I-D-Y-O. And what that does is it can take the video that you produce and immediately repurpose it and cut it up into smaller videos. For example, when I'm done recording this podcast today, once I produce it, I'll take the video from it, I'll throw it into video, and it will automatically find places in my video that it suggests would be good for social media. It'll cut it up and get this. It'll even add captions and a little bit of branding. So if you want to see what this looks like, go to my Instagram, which is Camille.Atel. And when you see me talking, where it looks like I'm just talking to the camera, that's a podcast. That's a video podcast that I've thrown into this other tool, and it has immediately created these micro pieces of content. So amazing. All right, let's get into the next category, which is project management tools. Now, both of these tools I have used a little bit, but not enough. And one of them I'm definitely going to be learning more this year. So the first tool is called Notion. And that's with an N, N-O-T-I-O-N. I guess I should have been spelling these tools the whole episode. Sorry about that. Now, this is a really interesting project management tool because if you're into project management, Maybe you come from the days of Microsoft Project and some of those tools that it was very structured. Notion works a little differently. It's really unstructured, but it gives you all the capabilities to build the type of structure that works for your own brain or your own team or your own business. You can buy templates for Notion if you like the way someone else has Notion built. So I like it because it's very, very flexible. I think it does have a bit of a learning curve um, that some of the other tools don't have as much. But if you're someone whose brain works differently, if you're neurodivergent, if you feel like you don't like to be boxed into some of these out-of-the-box project management tools, the Notion might be a good fit for you. And the AI features inside of it are really fantastic because you can create notes instantly you can, it can predict what you're going to say, similar to if you, if you're writing in email and you notice how if you start writing a sentence, your email might try to complete that sentence with a word. Notion does that. And again, so many other AI features, it's hard for me to exactly explain them all. Let's go to the next tool that's definitely on my list. This is number 11, by the way, on the big list here, and that's ClickUp. And ClickUp is a tool that I plan to adopt as a project management tool. I currently use a tool called Asana, and I like it. It's worked. It could probably, you know, if I really want to do invest in it, it could probably get me where I need to go. But I've seen the AI features in ClickUp, and I feel like that's what I really need. 
It can create immediate documents for me. It can make suggestions for me. Um, it looks really easy. I can track progress on projects. It looks very organized. And I know someone who has some really great templates, and I just want to adopt her templates because I'm really tired of reinventing the wheel. And I guess I should say that's what I think is so cool about a lot of these tools is because I'm such a creative person and I have so many ideas, I feel like I'm always reinventing the wheel. And I just need to stop that. I just need to use what works and then maybe just add a tweak here and there, right? So, okay, I'll get off my soapbox about that. All right, the next category is social media, and this is the 12th tool on the list. And I only have one here, and it's called Metricool, M-E-T-R-I-C-O-O-L. Metricool is really cool. There's a lot of social media tools out there where you can add your content to it, schedule it, and it'll automatically go out. What I love about Metricool is right now I'm on a free plan. And on the free plan, I still get quite a lot of features. I can add my content to it. I can add video. I could add images. It can. It will suggest hashtags for me if I want it to do that. It'll post it on multiple channels at one time. Like right now I have it set for Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. If I wanted it to go to LinkedIn or some other places, I would need to upgrade. But it's a very affordable tool for what it does. And it'll even suggest some text. It'll allow you to edit video right in the tool. So it's just a really good all-around social media tool that I think is pretty easy to learn. So those are the 12 big AI tools on the list today that I use or should be using and that you should check out. Now, I do have a bonus tool here, but it's kind of hard to explain. So let me tell you, let me see if I can do this in the easiest way possible. So number 13 is an AI tool that you create for yourself. Yes. Did you know that you can create your own AI tool? Maybe it's a chatbot. Maybe it's something else. But these days, you can create tools that are custom to you that do what you want it to do without knowing code. That's what's so powerful about the AI revolution right now is it's leveling the playing field for everybody to get involved. It's not just for developers and coders and smarty pants people. It's for like the everyday Joe and Jane, like me, <laughs> because I don't know code. I don't know this. Listen, if I can adopt these tools, most people can. So don't be intimidated. Pick a tool off this list. Start with ChatGPT if you're not sure. Then maybe go to Canva because that's a fun one. That's a real fun one to really uh, get to learn. Maybe use a simple tool like Grammarly to you know improve your writing. Or better yet, come join the AI Skillet program where we will be experimenting with a lot of these tools. So there you have it. Those are the 13 AI tools that I use, that other people use, and that you should use or dabble in. I hope you found this episode helpful. And now go have some fun. If you are fascinated by AI and want to be an early adopter so that you can stay ahead of the trends, I invite you to join my new program, The AI Skillet. This is a small group of no more than 20 people. And together we will explore the core AI tools like the ones in today's episode. This will be a lab-like experience where we produce cool stuff like eBooks, presentation decks, workshops, and more. This will get you practical, real-world AI skills that you can put on your resume 
LinkedIn, or even create a service that you can sell. Click the link in the show notes to join or join the waitlist if you missed this round.